In the traditional Catholic community, nothing brings a smile to the face more than the sights and sounds of Pope Francis elevating bishops to the position of cardinals. It shows that things are going to be steady and friendly going forward into the future, and that the depositum fide is secure. I'm kidding, of course. Sometimes we make light of things, and this is one of those times. We are approaching Christmas, after all, and joy should be on our lips. Regardless, over the weekend, Francis elevated several men to the position of active cardinals. I've reported on this already in the lead-up to the event. What makes this interesting is who was present and how they were received. Buckle up, because this is going to be an illuminating podcast today on the papal situation. Here's the basics of the event. From RTE, quote, 13 new cardinals have been created by Pope Francis in a ceremony that took place at the Vatican on the eve of the first Sunday of Advent. Eleven of the cardinal-elects were present for the consistory. As an aside, some couldn't make it. You can figure out why. Those who couldn't join the celebration remotely from their dioceses through, did so through a digital platform. Pope Francis urged the new cardinals not to stray from, the, from journeying on God's road. Since Francis's election in 2013, the Argentine Pope, the first from the Americas, has created 95 new cardinals in ceremonies known as consistories. Those named by Pope Francis now make up the majority of those cardinals who will choose his successor. The article then goes on to say the typical laudatory things about Francis and his work that we've come to expect from the world. Then it comes to this. During the ceremony, Pope Francis warned the new cardinals not to be taken by their new eminence and stray from being close to the people. The scarlet of a cardinal's robes, which is the color of blood, can, for a worldly spirit, become the color of a secular eminence, he said. When you feel that, you will be off the road. And mostly, quote. And for the most part, that's actually a fine statement, which I think is odd coming from him, to be honest, given Francis's own work rubbing shoulders with Caesar and the world in general. It is an odd statement, but that's not the interesting part about all of this. As is customary, after the afternoon's ordinary public consistory, Pope Francis took the 11 new cardinals who were present in Rome to visit Benedict. Yes, this has become customary, meaning this has happened in the previous consistories held by Francis. After bestowing the cardinal's hat on each newly minted cardinal of the church, Francis takes them to meet Benedict XVI. This means that the 95 new cardinals elevated since 2013 have all met with Benedict personally. Why? Who knows? There is no reason for it, to be honest, on paper. After all, Benedict isn't Pope, according to his own statements made numerous times over the years, and the Vatican has assured us that Benedict is living quietly in his retirement, enjoying his time writing, visiting with friends from the Curia. You've seen the pictures. But he has been present for all of these events. That is curious. These are official events, after all. In fact, we have pictures of the event, and they point to an interesting thing between Francis and Benedict. They appear to like each other very much. This rather sharp picture shows Benedict XVI smiling as he greets and shakes the hands of Francis as well as Francis's new cardinals. My apologies to everyone listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever where you can't see these. Here's another of Pope Francis kissing the hands of Pope Emeritus before Benedict imparting his blessing on them all. There is a video that this is coming from, and it shows Benedict smiling as each cardinal addresses him in the traditional manner for addressing the Pope, including some bending and kissing his what might be a ring, though pretty sure he no longer wears the fisherman's ring, which is one of the material adornments of the papacy. If I'm wrong about that, just let me know in the comments. I couldn't find anything to verify if he still wears a altered 
fisherman's ring or not. But it's an interesting touch. I would show the video, but every time I show a clip, the parent company that owns the clip, in this case EWTN, doesn't typically respond well, despite the rules saying I can use footage. Again, go figure. But again, see this, Francis and Benedict being very cordial. Benedict smiling broadly as, shakes, as he shakes hands with Francis. All is a well between the two of them. Smiling, happy, joyful people, as the song goes. Truly confusing times we live in, as there are those of who would have us believe that Benedict and Francis don't get along. The video is available in my show notes for today, and you'll see that things appear to be quite fine between the two of them, which, by the way, is in keeping with Antonio Sochi's book that does probably the most in-depth look into the question of the status of Benedict XVI and the papacy today, and his takeaway is not one you get from most people. The short version is that Benedict and Francis appear to believe that they are both Pope simultaneously, that there are two popes working together. His, pope, his book is worth checking out. I highly recommend it. And I'm not saying I agree with his findings or disagree. It is worth a read for anyone interested in untying the knot of the present papacy. If pictures from the Vatican News Agency and EWTN are to be believed, they have a fine working relationship. That is, of course, a good thing. We do often hear other things going on, of course. Much of it filtered through the alternative sources, and much of it either trustworthy or not. I have to say, that looks authentic to me. That looks as if Benedict is thrilled to see Francis. That's a real smile. And that should make everyone think just a little bit. Benedict gave his blessing to each of these new cardinals, one who will, all ones who will be doing their part to assist the Pope that follows Francis, and most likely keeping Francis's work going into the future, assuming they act predictably when that time comes, whenever it comes. I personally remain steadfast in my belief that we'll have a new Pope in 2022, by the way. All the signs I'm seeing with Francis's preparations for the next conclave are accurate. The appointing of a new Camerlengo in the form of Uncle Ted's protege, Cardinal Farrell, is one such example. And this consistory is another. I don't mean to leave one man out of all of this, though. The new darling of the opinion makers himself, Cardinal Wilton Gregory. Yes, Cardinal Gregory. That will take some time getting used to, and I suspect that we will be seeing a lot more of his eminence in the coming days, and I use that term fully in keeping with the cautionary gesture that Francis imparted on these men, because if there is anyone who should listen to and heed the words of the Pope on this matter, you know, the being careful about slipping into the love of the world and all that comes with the prestige of his new post, it's Cardinal Gregory, given his location. As I noted elsewhere, Gregory and numerous of the other newly minted cardinals are all big fans of Pastor Jimmy Martin as well. So you know what to expect. At the same time that this was happening, the new translation of the Novus Ordo liturgical books has been released in the Diocese of Rome and throughout the country. It contains the new translation of the Pater Noster, the Our Father, and the Gloria. Quoting CNA on that, quote, Most of the changes from the second to third edition are in the words of the priest, including several changes from brothers to brothers and sisters. But there are also changes to the lines in the Our Father and the Gloria. The reason for the changes was to have a greater fidelity to the Latin text so that its original meaning would not be altered, but rather it should be more and more specific. The main prelate behind the new translation pointed to the change in the Our Father. This text so dear to Christians would not have been altered, not to underline the deeper meaning of the prayer that Jesus taught, that is to show the fatherhood of God, the bishop said. End quote. I personally am so glad at 2,000 years removed from our blessed Lord teaching the apostles how to pray, we finally have a more accurate translation that more clearly shows what Christ meant by that prayer. Finally.
I'm making another bad joke, but you get my meaning here. So, in the Holy See, new cardinals are adorned with their finery in time for Advent. A new guide for the Mass has been published in time for Advent, with all the more happy lingo used that we've been talking about all year. 2020 is truly the gift that keeps on giving. We'll be talking about this year for many years to come. I'd like to think that I'm being facetious here, but you know how it goes. After a while, you just have to smile and pray your way through all the joys the year has offered. What do you think about this presentation of Benedict and Francis? Is it real or is it a show? Are they authentically very pleased to be in each other's company? Let me know your thoughts on this and on the Cardinals and the new liturgical books that we'll likely be seeing a version of in your neighborhood, Nova Sordo Parish, soon enough. It's usually how these things work. And as always, pray for the church. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.